like i'm ever gonna hear that last call in our intro ever again i know <laughs> well welcome everybody to the whiz whip pod breaking down all the news from the best sports city in the world philadelphia yes this was supposed to be our off week but we told you if carson Wentz got traded we would be back to talk about it and it's kind of a farewell to carson right this is probably the last time we'll ever talk about carson and the joke was there's only three things i love about philly cheesesteaks Bryce Harper's beard and Carson Wentz smile. And you took one away from me, Philly. You took one away and it's like a dagger in the heart. But if this is your first time joining us, welcome to Wiz Whip. That's my co-host, Matt. Matt, what's going on, brother? Not too much. It's a, I mean, I guess we can still say it's sort of Wednesday since we're talking about it's, him one it's last the time. Last Wednesday ever, right? Because I'm going to be stat watching. I'm yeah. waiting to see what number he's wearing in Indianapolis. I'm buying the jersey. That's still QB one for me. But yeah. this is this is a new era in Philadelphia. If I if you would have told me last year at this time that Carson Wentz would not be the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, I would have I would have bet you a thousand dollars like that he would. Right? There's no way that's happening. He's going to have a great year. Easy money, man. If you tell me that, I'm I'm placing money down. Odds are probably. Huge against it if you're betting in Vegas. Uh, so it it was a wild turn of events we we witnessed here. It was it was it's weird because it's like something that as a Wentz fan I wanted it for Carson, mm -hmm. but as an Eagles fan I wanted to keep Carson. Oh, so yeah. it was like a double edged sword because Carson Wentz is my favorite my favorite football player to watch. I always support him. He's still doing class act stuff. Um, as you saw on my Twitter, um, mm. but I wanted to keep him because I think he's valuable, right? And I think he's worth way more than what they got for him. So let's talk about that. What yeah. they got for him is a second and a third. Now that second can turn into a first if he plays 70% of snaps and they go to the playoffs, or if he just pay, plays 75% of the snaps for the year. I don't think he's going to have a problem doing it behind that offensive line. So we probably will get a one, but do you think this is the trade to make? I feel like it's the trade they had to make. Um, you know, it it seemed like a lot of the offers that, you know, we were hearing about, you know, we, we still don't know what the Bears offer really was. There's if they did they even of, make one. Did they right, make one? Was, you know what I mean? There's a lot of like moving this is what I'm hearing about the Bears rumor. So I, I thought we would get more, honestly. 
I, I thought we would get at least a guaranteed first-round pick. I didn't think we would get multiple first-round picks. I wasn't that naive. Um, you know, say what you will about Howie and what he's done here, but he typically does pretty well in a trade situation. Yeah. So um, I was expecting him to kind of make out as well as he could. And if this is as well as he could have done, then it, it's a very disheartening return on a franchise quarterback that a lot of the city put their faith in moving forward. The front office seemed to put their faith in moving forward with the contract, but then didn't back it up with they the draft. They didn't back it up with the draft. They didn't back it up with support. They didn't back it up with anything. And the whole Wentz was coddled and Wentz was babied. I don't see how. Like, the guy gets you to the championship, and I bring this up all the time. He he gets you. He literally gets you eleven and two. He gets you the buy. Foles comes in, plays amazing. Thank. I mean, I always love Nick Foles. Beers on me forever for Nick Foles, right? Yeah. But Wentz was the reason that team was so well, like so good. And Wentz getting hurt, it was the reason they were underdogs. That's where the underdog thing came from because they were the number one team, right? They weren't yeah. underdogs, but without their quarterback. They were underdogs. So Carson Wentz getting hurts puts that in their mind that everyone's betting against us. So Wentz was a bigger part of that Super Bowl than we're going to say. So the next year he comes back and he comes back early and he has to walk past a Nick Foles statue, right? He comes back early and plays hurt, right? Breaks his back, plays with a broken back. People still question his toughness, plays with a broken back, still not totally healed from the ACL, MCL and PCL injury. And then 29, and then goes out again, and Foles gets them to the playoffs. He goes out there six and seven. Foles runs the table. They go to the playoffs. They're an Alshon Jeffrey drop away from going back to the conference championship. Yeah. Then you give him the range. You sign him to that big contract. Now, this is Carson's town, right? This is everyone's on the Wentz wagon. Finally, he's out of the shadow of Nick Foles. He gets a B team, a high school JV team to the playoffs. It doesn't matter who he beat. He had to beat them consecutively and convincingly, and he did just that. He gets knocked out by a dirty hit in the playoffs, and you then you draft Jalen Hurts. So it's like you've had no faith in this guy the whole time. That's what it told me. You gave him a contract just in case it worked out, but I think – I just don't think they were totally in on Wentz after the Super Bowl. I really don't. I don't think so. Yeah, it's it's tough to say that that season beyond 2017, they made any moves that really made sense if you're going to build around Wentz. Um, you know, a lot of stuff that looked okay on paper, but I think gave a lot of cause for concern. Mm -hmm. You know, I love Deshaun Jackson. I loved when they signed him back. But even when I saw that contract, I was like, for – Deshaun at this point, really? Yeah. Going a year. It seemed like a, a huge waste of money there. Um, the Alshon guarantee, like they tied a lot of money into two receivers who um, you know, Alshon has had injury concerns before he came to the Eagles. So mm -hmm. it was it was one of those things where why are we putting so much money, so much stock into these guys and not actually going out and getting some reliable receivers who are just gonna stay on the field? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've heard the comparisons to McNabb getting it worse, and it, it's kind of cyclical here. I mean, we, we saw what McNabb, McNabb did when he had a true number one wide receiver. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. But then, you know, similar to the Carson Alshon thing, that the marriage falls apart there, and 
it's it's a mess. And you know, it, I think in both situations they just kind of went the wrong way. I think they went against To first. Yep. I feel like they get went against one. Yep. It's like it's almost like we don't want to make the same mistake twice, and they did yeah. because they just picked the wrong side each time, right? Because Terrell Owens could have ran for mayor the day after the Super Bowl, which he played on a broken leg and had nine catches for 126 yards, and we would have voted for him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that guy was more beloved in that one season than McNabb was his whole career. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny because like a lot of people don't like To, but I think To was the perfect. Like my, me and my wife were talking. My wife's a diehard. Uh, you know, Philly sports fan too. And it's like, Wentz just doesn't fit the Philly attitude. And right. that was the problem. Right. And I could see it and I love Wentz. Right. But I could see he's not, he's not going to be your outspoken leader. He's not Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper came here and embraced it. He's wearing a clear water shirt. He has the fucking Philly fanatic bat, the fanatic shoes, promotes cheesesteaks, wears other teams jerseys. He plays Fortnite as an Eagles player. He is Philly. Bryce yep. Harper is Philly. You know, Iverson is Philly. Joel Embiid is Philly. Mm -hmm. Joel Giroux, as much as we don't hate him, you're never going to forget that shift where he put Crosby on his ass and then scored. You're never going to forget it. That's yep. Philly. Carson Wentz just never fit what Philly is, and that's fine. But I think this is going to haunt us for years because in three years, I could see Wentz going to a Super Bowl. I could see Wentz being an MVP candidate, and I could definitely see him being in a Pro Bowl. And oh, yeah. we're we're going to be spinning our wheels for the next three years, wondering what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, we've we've talked about Jalen already. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I I think we both agree it's it's it has to be Jalen's team to be. next year. I mean, I, I've read the reports. You know that they just kind of looked at him as a cheap backup, and that's fine if that's what you were. Then looking you don't, for. We don't take him in the second thing. Yeah. It, it makes no sense. The pick never made sense to me. Um, but it's at this point, you have to see what you have in this kid. Yep. Um, you know, he, he seems to have, you know, a little bit of the swagger. He has a little bit of the attitude. He's I think got the work ethic. He's he definitely has the work ethic. I mean, his, his videos have shown that he's putting in some work. Um, you know, my biggest question was the arm strength. If he's working on that all off season, then you know, I will eat my words if, if he comes back and and can sling it down the field. I just want to see that consistently. So can, can the receivers get separation? Right. That's I the mean, thing. It's like I can't I can't judge Jalen on last year, just like I can't judge Carson. Carson right. stunk, but Carson's yeah. line was non existent. His receivers watched the plays, they couldn't get any separation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like almost like when they did, he was like, wait, this and that's why he hesitated because he's like, There's no way these guys are open now. They haven't right. been open all year. Um the only way I'm even looking at a quarterback is if some crazy thing happens where you could get Trevor Lawrence, right? That's the only way I'm even looking at a quarterback. They're like, oh, Justin Fields could be the next Patrick Mahomes. Well, Howie said Jalen Hurts is the next Russell Wilson. So if you really believe that this kid's the next Russell Wilson, put him in the fucking the game and let's see what he's got, right? Yeah. Let's build around him. Let's not create a controversy. Let's not ruin another star athlete. Not, let's not push another quarterback out of Philadelphia. Like it's just, and that's why I'm glad they didn't go to Chicago. I, I you know, yeah. would I would I rock my number nine jersey if Foles came back? Hell yeah, right? I'd be happy. But at the same time, I'm gonna, I'd be like, you're now you're ruining Jalen. Yeah. Now Jalen, because the Philly fan base, the moment something goes wrong, where's Nick at? That guy yeah. won us the Super Bowl. Why isn't he in? Same thing that happened with Wentz. Right. Where's Nick? Well, you know, one bad throw. Oh, this Foles would have made that throw. 
Yeah. Newsflash. Foles is average. Yeah. Most popular player in all of the Eagles is always the backup QB. I mean, people anointed Jeff Garcia for oh half a season. I mean, it, it 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 just happens, you know. You someone catches fire, and then that's all the fans talk about. It doesn't just stick to the, the Eagles. You see it in other sports. It happened with Mike Vick, too. man. Mike Vick came in, had two good seasons, mm-hmm. and then guess what? The league remember who Mike Vick was, and then Mike Vick wasn't any good anymore. Right. That's all. It's all it takes. You know what I mean? A yeah. couple. Things to film on a guy, and that's my thing with Jalen Hurts is I don't and I and luckily we have a new coach, right? Mm-hmm. You need to lean on Miles Sanders more. Yeah. If Jalen Hurts is gonna be successful, you need to lean on the running game because then the running game opens up play action, and then play action opens up screen passes, and it all comes together, you know what I mean? Because eventually the play action is going to make the guys, the corners and safeties play back and not push up. Well, now they're on their toes. You can hit that screen to Rager, right? You can hit that screen to Kez Watkins and, 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 and Hightower and whoever your receivers are going to be, right? Right. It's just, you need to run the ball. Like that's the, if you looked at the Eagles last year, it's the whole problem is they wouldn't run. Miles Sanders would have 60 yards at halftime and end up with 75 because they gave him the ball twice after half. Right. Yeah. He'd have two carries for 86 yards and then he'd finish the game with nine carries total. Yeah. It was just, it was mind blowing just how underutilized the running game was, especially as Eagles fans, because we've always kind of relied on the running game as Eagles fans. We had so many good backs, so many years, you know, we've consistently had that running back that we can rely on in crunch time, keep the clock moving, open up spacing. And you have that in Miles Sanders. And for whatever reason, Doug just wasn't using him. And it made no sense because we've seen him do that before, you know, with Jay Ajayi, with Corey Clement. That's like that 17 year, that 2017 year. Look at it, right? You had LeGarrette Blunt, Jay Ajayi, Corey Clement came out of nowhere, had one of the biggest catches in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And it's like, why? what happened with Corey Clement? Why did we stop throwing screens to the guy? Why did we stop having him go out on go routes? He had the best hands on the team. Yeah. Like, honestly, besides Zach Ertz and Goddard, he had the best hands on that football team, and you didn't utilize him. Now he's going to walk. So yeah. entirely different team, and that's fine. I'm ready to stink for three years. But I'm going to tell you, if Carson Wentz, goes to the playoffs and has an impactful season, you guys will hear it from me. All the people that wanted to push Carson out when Howie Roseman still has a job is going to hear it from me because this is 100% on Howie Roseman. I feel like if they would have got rid of Howie, you could save the relationship with Carson. Now there's reports that Carson and Doug didn't talk for eight weeks, 10 weeks, and it's like, but didn't Doug go say Carson was a starter? That's why I don't trust any of these news sites, any of these right. news sources, because you have one saying that Doug got fired because he wanted to stick with Carson. Then you got one saying, and Schefter's usually close, but Schefter did say they didn't talk for 10 weeks, which to me seemed apparent because every time Wentz went to the sideline, Peterson stayed away. But every time Hertz went to the sideline, Peterson was coaching. Right. Yeah. And I mean, where are we getting these reports from? Who has, you know, we, we say it every time, like who has the most to gain from, the targets being on Doug and Carson and it's Howie. Howie. I mean, 
you're going to have sources in the Eagles front office and it's going to be the guy who's doing damage control. And if it's not Howie himself, it's someone who's working with him saying, you know, this is what we want the focus to be upon. And so it is for now, but when that season, if it, if it doesn't turn out well for the Eagles, which I don't think it will, then, you know, the, the fingers are going to be pointing in one person at this point. They have to be. And and here's the thing where everyone's like, oh, well, we got draft picks for Carson. Well, when has Howie hit on a draft pick? My Miles Sanders was maybe his last, right? Yeah, and he doesn't use him. Well, not him, but, yeah, but they don't use him. Right. I mean, I still think there is potential from the last year's draft. Um, I'd like to see, you know, what we can do with the speed receivers. We have a lot of dead cap too. A lot yeah. of dead cap. I saw that. I did see that. And before we get into the young receivers, because you make a good point there, let's talk about the old receivers. Because I did see that they did read to Howie, and I'll give props. He restructured their deals, so now instead of getting hit with fifteen million for Alshon, he's getting hit with seven. Mm-hmm. Instead of getting hit with ten for Djack, he's getting hit with like four. Right. So Howie is he does know how to manipulate numbers. the cap. Yeah. Yep. He's always been good at that. I saw they uh they released Marquise Godwin as well. Oh, uh, did so they? There's another five that they're saving. Um I mean he might come back on a vet min. Who knows what he's gonna do? But um, but yeah, it's it's crazy to just see they're so far still over the cap and they have so many holes to fill. At this at this point, it's like Cut Rodney McLeod. I love Rodney McLeod. Cut him. Let's see what Kavon Walker has. Or Kavon Wallace, I mean. Kavon mm-hmm. Wallace. Let's see what Kavon Wallace has. Get him on the field, right? Malik yep. Jackson. Caught him. Yep. You know what I mean? Caught him. What? Vinny Curry. Love you. Caught him. Let's yep. get young guys in here. They have to do what they can to save money. And it's not going to be a good season, but it could still be a fun season if we're watching guys develop, if we're getting exactly. for the future then that's what we want to see as fans. I, I don't think anyone's going into next season thinking playoffs. Um, you know, if you are, then I love the optimism. Yeah, right? I, I hope I hope you're right. Um, but, I, but mainly for me, and it's, you know, as a process Sixers fan, it's more so about seeing who you can pick from this rubbish and move forward with. I mean, last season was terrible, but do we have something in Travis Fulgham? Maybe let's let's see what exactly. we do. Like that, you you can't be that good for four games and just not be good at all. Yeah, like I said, even if he's an average wide receiver, an average wide receiver in my eyes goes over Greg Ward on the depth chart, and I like Greg Ward. I love the story. Yeah. It's just you can't rely on the B squad. Boston Scott was a nice story. He's not a nice story anymore. Right. It's time to get players that are going to make a difference. And I like Boston Scott and he looked great at the end of 19, but last year didn't have the explosiveness that he had, but again, different line and all that, but you, you, it's like they got these players and they cling to them. Yeah. And they're like, and then you, you cut these corners, you know, Sidney Jones, you get rid of him. PFF had him like a top 10 up until week 12, yeah. right? You cut Ronald Darby. PFF had him at like an eight to week 12. And it's like, Maybe it's not the players, right? right? You ever sit back and go, we're blaming the players for stinking, but the scheme stinks, right? Jim Swartz, I'm glad to see him go because right. I hate on third down. Why are you dropping back? Play up. Yeah. I, 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 blood boiled. Blood boiled when that happened. Two things I'm not going to miss seeing next season, and that's Boston Scott as our 
punt kick returner mm-hmm. and sticks defense. If I never see those things again as a Philadelphia Eagle fan, then I will be fine. And and just circling back around to Carson, right? Because this is basically why we're doing the show. We're going to get into a little Sixers at the last last segment. But my thing is, if Howie Roseman wanted to create value, and I think this is where Howie Roseman shot himself in the foot, all those stories shouldn't have leaked out. No. And that shows... What a disgrace the Eagles organization. What it's just a total clusterfuck because mm-hmm. we're watching this unravel, and it's like all the teammates are saying good stuff about Carson. Yeah, Miles Sanders wanted Jalen, but he was one of the first that said, you know, I'll miss you 11 or put the heart or whatever. They respected Carson, right? Yeah. So you painted this narrative of this bad guy. And I think Howie just went with the fans because if I go with the fans, no one's going to look at me. Come on, get your pitchforks. We're going after Carson. Not because now he's marching among us instead of us looking at him. Like you're the reason you drafted like shit. Yeah. You overpay players. You gave the guy a contract too soon. It's you. You're the problem. But instead of that, He's leading the march towards Carson, which hurt their draft capital. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, the the narrative was always going to be make this look like Carson needs to go so the fans buy into it. And, I mean, he did a good job with that. How many how many fans were saying, yep, get him out of here? Taking everything. If he doesn't want to be here, leave. Right. Yeah, Carson he, wants to be traded. Carson wanted to be here. Yeah. But would you want to be around an organization that's trying to push you out that every chance they get to stab you in the back? Like, so I'm like right now I'm binging the show Vikings, right? And every twist and turn is someone stabbing someone you thought they were friends with in the back. And it's like, that's the Eagles organization. Yeah. You did it with Malcolm Jenkins last year. You're doing it with Carson Wentz. And then you try to paint him as, well, they wanted to go. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's like Malcolm Jenkins wrote a beautiful letter to Philadelphia. And guess what? We needed all year. We needed leadership. And guess what the Saints had? Leadership on defense. And who was it? Malcolm Jenkins. And it's like, that's what I don't get. You Mm -hmm. hold on to the players that owe you, you owe nothing, right? You don't owe Greg Ward anything. I like them, right? This isn't a diss on them. You don't owe Boston Scott anything. Why are you holding on to them? Malcolm Jenkins played 99% of your snaps. Like all the, he never got hurt as a Philadelphia Eagle. And you let him go. Yeah. And it's like, that's your most consistent guy. That's like, if you let Brandon Graham go, I'd be pissed off. Because that's your most consistent guy. Yeah. On and off the field. You you can't teach character. And that's the thing. You got rid of character with Carson. I mean, locker room presence is one of the most important things the Eagles needed last year. What they need moving forward here. So, you know, I want to see the leaders now, like, like you said, Brandon Graham, you know, Kelsey, if he's still around, um, you know, I think Kelsey's done. I think yeah. you saw Kelsey, Ertz, and Wentz sitting there because they knew it was, yeah, it's over. Yeah, I mean, if if not retiring, then he's probably gonna ask for a release or trade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't blame him. I don't blame anyone who's trying to get out right now because if you're not in here for a rebuild, um, you know, you only get so long to play this game as a professional. So, you know, I, I don't mind the older guys saying, hey, you know, I want to I, I want to get a ring. I want to try. I want to win my last few years. I want to go out on a high note. Um, so it's it's fine if they do. What what do you think the Colts ceiling is now with Carson? 
because I think that's the big thing. As an Eagles fan, you know, I'm a Wentz fan, but other Eagles fans, you got to realize you got to cheer for Carson mm-hmm. because if Carson gets them to the playoffs, yeah, we get a number one pick. You need that first round. So you got to cheer for Carson still, Eagles fans. Deal with it. What do you think the ceiling is for the Colts? Because I can see this being a conference championship football team. I think that's probably where where we're looking at. Um, you know, I, they were already a playoff team without him. And not that Phillip Rivers is a bad quarterback. but He's a 41-year-old guy who went out and balled because he had a great offensive line. Right, yeah. He was one to make sure his retirement worked well for the 27 kids. 28 kids, yes. Him, him and Antonio Cromartie, when they were both on the Chargers, they used to drive a school bus to the games <laughs> for the two families. They could have family 11 on 11. Yeah, so right. Like four, four people left to ref. So I, I think, you know, I don't I don't know that the Colts' defense um, has enough on there to hold up against, like, a Kansas City. Um but I think they're close, and it, depending on what they do in the draft, um, you know what they do in free agency here. I don't know what their cap situation looks like at this point, honestly. But since the Eagles are paying for most of the, their quarterback, it's mm-hmm. it's probably in decent shape right now. So um, I, I they're still think, like in the top ten in cap space. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the conference championship with with the Chiefs. And here's the thing. Things happen. Yeah. One one offensive lineman gets hurt on the Chiefs. It's a different it's a different look at the Super Bowl. Yeah. I had the Chiefs by a hundred in the Super Bowl, right? Um, Two offensive linemen. One gets hurt, one gets COVID. Done. Done. Yeah. Um it's like Eagles. You lost Brandon you lost Brandon Brooks. You lost Lane Johnson. And then you question why Carson Wentz wasn't any good. And the proof is in the Super Bowl. And the proof is in Russell Wilson running for his life this year. Yeah. But we still want to sit back and criticize this one guy. And I'm glad that I don't. I mean, the most exhausting thing is defending someone against the mob. Right. Mm -hmm. And the mob was get Carson out of here. He's a pansy. He's not one of us. He doesn't want to be here. He stinks. And it's the hardest thing to do. G-Rod, the Seahawks fan in the chat, don't remind them that Russell was running for his life. The hardest thing to do is try to have logical conversations with irrational people. Right. Because I'm sitting here like, okay, I get what you're saying. Because I'm not going to say Carson didn't stink this year. Carson stunk. But let's play into the factors here. Right? You have no offensive line. Zach Ertz, his number one target his whole career, was out most of the year, right? You have no wide receiver. Travis Fogelm at one point was your number one wide wide receiver. Yeah. Who was Travis Fogelm? Right? Who? Was was he Stephon Diggs? Was he Julio Jones? Was he um, Devontae Adams? He wasn't any of them. So this guy doesn't have a star receiver. He doesn't have someone he could just go... Screw it. Throw it up. DeAndre Hopkins is in the end zone somewhere. He doesn't have that luxury. Right. His guys couldn't get space. So it's like, yes, Wentz had a bad year. But did you factor in all this? Did you factor in Doug Peterson hated to run the ball? Did you factor that in? Did you factor in the play action was terrible? Did you factor in that they didn't roll him out of the pocket? They didn't call designed rollouts. They kept him in the pocket, and he kept getting killed. Yeah. And it's like, 
Yeah, he had a bad year, but other things factor into a bad season. But trying to have a, a rational conversation with irrational people just doesn't bode well. And the problem is with Philly is it's an emotional city, and that's what I love about it. It's emotion. But you paint it the paint it the wrong guy as the bad guy. The wrong guy is the villain in your eyes. And now you don't have to cheer for him. You don't. Yeah. He's out. But I'm going to. And I'm going to keep supporting him. And I'm going to support Jalen because I like Jalen's character. And I like Jalen's leadership. But I'm telling you, if Wentz gets to a playoff, you will not hear the end of it. Oh, no. Absolutely not. And then, um, and then you'll have the people, the same people who call radio stations calling, well, I don't know why we got rid of the guy. Yeah. Dipshit. It's because of you we got rid of the guy. Or they'll be, well, why couldn't he have done that when he was here? He did. Yep. You just got so caught up on 2020 that you forgot everything he did in 17, in 19, and to an extent in 18. You know, not his best season, but still, I mean, playing on a broken back, who's going to have a great season? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, um, the, um, was it 97.5 The Fanatic? I was listening the other day. Um, they actually brought up a good point. The Eagles have never really had that wide receiver that we need. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson was good, but he wasn't elite. He was elite for a couple of years. Um, he's third all time in Eagles receiving yards, right? Terrell Owens, who played like 14 games, is 40th all time. Yeah. It's like you have never had that one receiver that uh, Deshaun for a couple of years, and you got rid of him because Chip Kelly wanted to change the culture right. um, and, and bring in all. Oregon guys, um, Kiko Alonzo, which worked out f- phenomenal. Yeah. But you ha- you've never had that. And it's like this year in the draft, I will back Howie if he just tries to get one. Just try to get one. Just try. Yeah. You have yeah. three great receivers. Yeah. Get one. Yeah. I mean, four if you count. What's his name? Pitts down in Florida, the tight mm-hmm. end. I mean – I'd be fine with that even. Just just get someone who can go up and grab the ball from anywhere. The Eagles fans seem to be in love with Chase. They do. And is it because of the LSU thing? Is it because we pass on Justin Jefferson? Like Missed on Justin Jefferson. I mean, LSU does have a pretty good track record going on. now, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're caught up on Chase. I mean, Smith is right there. I mean, just just take the smart pick here. Yep. If all four of those guys are gone, then, you know, I'm as get lost. An offensive lineman, get some protection, a cornerback or something. Yeah. Get a linebacker. Maybe let's try having a linebacker for once or trade down and get some more. Picks. Single, Singletary is fun. Right. And he's, he's great. But like you got lucky with him. We still yeah. need two other linebackers. We don't I, have, I never want to see Nate Jerry on the field. Oh again. my God. Dude. <laughs> He got burnt like five plays in a row. And yeah. I think it was a week one in the second half against Washington. And I'm like, what? So eventually, if I'm a manager, if my guy keeps ta- making the same mistake, I'll take him and go, hey, like, this is a mistake. You got to correct it. You know, now, if he keeps making that mistake, eventually you just got to pull him. Just get him yeah. out. Five plays in a row, Nathan Gary made a mistake. And it's like, who is this guy? He's sabotaging. I feel like he was in coverage too on Chase Claypool's four touchdown performance. Oh my gosh! Remember that? 
And like part of me, and I know you, like part of me as an Irish fan was like, let's go, Chase. Let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. part of me is like, will you cover him? Why didn't we draft this guy? Like, right. Yeah. Another guy we could have had yeah. in the second round. Like, why couldn't we draft this guy? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, but like, look at all the talent. Like, I look at that talent of the draft, Claypool, Mims. And I feel like we got the worst receiver and the tape's not out on Rager and I'm not counting him out, but yeah. like based on what I saw, I think the Eagles made a terrible mistake. So what you could have done was maybe take that third round pick that you used. I forget who they even got. It was a hybrid linebacker who stayed Colorado. Yeah. Did he even get on the field? Nope. Not once. Okay. So you take that third pick package it with your one. You go get fucking CD lamb. Who was two picks in front of you. Yep. Like that's what you should have done because CD Lamb looked great and he's a third option. Yeah. He's a third option. Imagine him being your number one. He would have been amazing. Yeah. It's just the the mistakes, the mistakes and the mistakes made us lose our franchise quarterback. A guy that I thought was going to be beloved by Philadelphia because he was. Yeah. But the sad, the sad song of Carson Wentz saga. Is that the fans turn on the, the minute we won the Super Bowl? Yeah. The minute. The minute we won the I mean, how many conversations do you have with people that go, well, we should just keep Foles? Carson should be, should be the best. Foles won us the Super Bowl. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, Foles won the, won the Super Bowl, but it takes a team to get to a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't seem to remember that we almost lost the Falcons game, and we wouldn't even be talking about this because Foles was not good at all. And then Julio Jones dropped a ball in the end zone, and then Jalen Mills got lucky on another jump ball. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, did that just happen? Yeah. Then Foles was great. And I got to get Foles had two of the best games right. I ever saw. But yeah. the momentum, because we were home field, when Patrick was a Patrick Robinson who picked that ball off and took it back for the touchdown to make it 7 7 in Minnesota or like against Minnesota. And then that crowd, it didn't matter what happened. Yeah, you were not losing momentum. Like Tory Smith made a fucking catch that I'll never forget in again that Minnesota game. Yeah, and it's like, but look, they had the pieces. They had Al Sean in his prime. They had Tory Smith. They had Zach Ertz. It wasn't Ogleman, Greg Ward. Blunt was running over people left and right. That Garrett Blunt, <laughs> a guy, Corey Clement was playing well. They had Darren Sproles, or was Sproles hurt at that point? He was hurt. Rose was hurt at that point. That's why Clement was in. But yeah. look, they had so many options. Just look at the options they had. And this isn't a shot at Fulgham because I want the guy to succeed. And Greg Ward, if he stays on the team, I'll cheer for him because I like Greg Ward. But it's like you need – they're called star players for a reason. Right. They're called Pro Bowl talent for a reason. Even if they're at the end of their career like Torrey Smith, he was so big down the stretch. Mm -hmm. So big down the stretch for the Eagles. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, he caught that ball that should have been intercepted against Atlanta that deflected off the guy's knee, <laughs> and we get into field goal range because of it. But, I mean, it it's just everything fell right into place that 2017 season, and I think that we kind of got spoiled with that. We thought, you know, we had the makings of a dynasty, and, I mean, we obviously we had injuries that season. We lost Peters. We lost Carson uh, and Sproles, but – I mean, that that season, that was the healthiest Eagles team yeah. I think we've had since then. I mean, 18, 19, and 20 have just been mortifying 
with injuries. Now, Wentz is gone, so obviously on this show we won't talk about Wentz a lot. Maybe reference him when he has big games in the fall, you know what I mean? But what do you think the Eagles' ceiling is this year? We already know the Colts are going to be a playoff contender. They're going to be a championship mm-hmm. contender. So Wentz is going to be living the high life. But the Eagles are getting Brooks back. They're getting Johnson back. If Kelsey comes back, you know, they're getting a lot of these guys back. They just, mm-hmm. They're going younger on receiver, but free agency is still out there, right? And Howie right. will work something. Where do the Eagles end up? So what's strange with the scenario is – the NFC East is still so bad that it's it's not unheard of that the Eagles could make it into the playoffs some way, somehow. I mean, they even were still alive in it this year. With but, they were. but Dak comes back. Right. Cowboys are a much better team. I love Dak, even as an Eagles fan. I think he's great. And again, I judge people by humanity before, and I think he's a great human. Um, if Washington gets a quarterback, that defense is scary. Yeah, I mean that's that's true, and I mean Dak coming back is huge, but Dallas's defense is still they're, they're still trash. Terrible. Yeah, so I mean you can never. I mean who knows what Danny Dimes is still at this point. So the Giants are just kind of a mystery. To and me. Saquon coming off a torn ACL, he's probably yeah. done. He's probably done. Yeah, I mean he's he's not the unless the you're Adrian guy. Peterson. Yeah, you're done. You know what I mean. So we'll we'll see what the division is, but like I said earlier, I I don't think we're gonna have a good season. I just want to have a fun season. So if we can win six games, but you know we see some promise, the offensive line we see kind of take shape because I think with Sam Mola and Big V, you have two guys that are pretty good on on the offensive line. I'd love to see what those two can do with a full season yeah. of just working together on that side of the of the line and like make that work i want to see i want to see jalen like that's what i want to watch for i want to see how they progress jalen hurts right because now the keys to the kingdom are yours for now Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna be rocking the number two and i'm gonna be supporting you but i want to see how you work out i want to see you grow and i want i want you to succeed because you're wearing midnight green and i think he has a good shot you know his his we have coaching staff who's very familiar with Jalen Hurts. Um, so, you know, I, I think they can create a scheme for him to succeed here in the NFL. Um, so it's interesting to see what he's going to do. Um, you know, I, I hope he has a great season. If he doesn't, though, then, you know, we need to invest the full season in him and not pull the trigger too quick on his backup or anything even if, like that. Even if he stinks, right? The team, I think the team's going to stink. I'm saying 3-13. and 13. I All think right. the team's going to be bad. But if there's a bright spot, which Eagles were bad Carson's first year, but Carson looked great, yeah. right? If Jalen looks great, I'm happy. But even if they stink, then you can look at quarterback next year. Yep. Do not jump the gun and look at quarterback unless Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow's knee, the Bengals somehow say, ah, fucking Joe Burrow, throw him out there. Justin Herbert, the Chargers just decide he doesn't fit. None of this is going to happen, right? This is right. all 0% chance. But unless those three guys are available, you don't do anything. Yeah. You don't do no. anything. Unless, Deshaun Watson, if the, Houston comes to you and goes, we want Jalen Hurts and three number ones for Deshaun, throw it at him. Yeah. But this is all stuff that has 0% chance of happening. So. Right. You stick with Jalen Hurts because yep. we 
want to see him, and I think he deserves the shot. Yep. And if he has a bad year, we have a high draft pick and like $40 million in cap space going into 22. So, you know, then we can play around and do the what if game. But this season, let's see what we have first. I also think um, a veteran quarterback is needed to be a backup. So let's talk about that. And we're going to get in a little bit of Sixers. A lot of names getting thrown out there. Flacco. Um, I think Flacco would be all right. Again, that's like if you do have a good season, yeah, then you get the McCown syndrome where it's like, you know, you can't win a game with Josh McCown. You could. Like if any other backup quarterbacks in that game, and I, it was a gutsy performance, any other quarterback, we beat the Seahawks. We beat oh, yeah. them. You know what I mean? And Carson's back next week. Yeah. But it's like you get that McCown, like you're like, okay, he's 40, he, which is great to teach Jalen. But if Jalen goes down, you're screwed even harder. Yeah. So who do you look at as a potential backup quarterback for Jalen Hurts? Um, I mean. Can't be Nate Sudfield, right? Can't. No, you can't go in with Sudfield. I don't think he would take a backup role, but I would love to see Cam Newton groom Jalen Hurts. Um, That's actually a name that I had to was Cam. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't foresee I think Cam can and probably still wants to be a starter somewhere. So if nothing happens, then I could see that. But I think he explores all options first. I was looking. Don't have the patience. Another quarterback that I was thinking about that could help Jalen, uh, who was very successful, but got hurt. I don't know what his contract's like. Is Robert Griffin the third RG three? Mm-hmm. I feel like he would be a great mentor. Again, another guy who's class act off the field. Another guy that can bring some locker room leadership. Um, I think he has a big role with Lamar helping him out. Yeah. So maybe he comes and helps Jalen. I don't know what his contract is, but just looking around, it's not going to be like a Mariota, right? Because then right. you get Mariota, one one incompletion. It's like, where's Chip Kelly? Let's bring back Marcus yeah. Mariota. Let's get Mariota. We knew we were going to get him 10 years ago. It's like, yeah, you, you can't bring anyone that's going. And that's why Cam is kind of, I'm on the fence with we're not. Yeah, but I I wouldn't be clamoring for Cam after seeing what he's what I saw. Right. But um again, he's still an a reigning MVP. He's still a Super Bowl contender. He didn't win, but yeah. He was I mean, there. The only other name that just jumps out is is Fitzpatrick. Um Oh my god, but his did you see his stats, dude? Yeah. The past three years, his stats are incredible. They are. Like, he's like rank like top ten in every category, and it's yeah. like last year he was playing great, and they're like, "Oh, Tua," and it's like, "What? What, right. what did Fitz do?" To him. Yeah, I mean, so and there's a guy. I mean, Fitzpatrick. I, I hate that I just said here's a guy like I'm Chris Collinsworth. Oh, but, yeah. well, here's a guy that. <laughs> but Fitzpatrick is clearly someone who's like cool with grooming the quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, it and I mean, a smart quarterback, he's been in the league how many years? I mean, I'll, I'll buy into the Fitz magic hype if yeah. he comes in and, and teaches Jalen a thing or two. That's totally fine with me. I mean, I just want the beard here. You know what I mean? I'm a thing for beards in Philly, especially yeah. when well, once I saw Bryce had his beard back, I was so pumped. Yeah. And he cut the, he cut the Jason Worth hair. So it's like clean, clean, you know, handsome Bryce is back for us, <laughs> you know? So I, I'm excited. I'm really excited for Philly season. And again, yeah. it's not even, I don't think we're going to be good. It's just going to be exciting because we have a star player and it's always fun when you have a star player. 
Yeah. I mean, the Phillies are going to have a fun offense. You're, you're going to see some scores, some runs scored. So I, I think it'll be a fun. I'll put, I'll put in, I'm putting $30 on Bryce MVP. I don't know why. I just have a feeling it's like a breakout year. I do. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's like that's his, his, it's like decent, decent MVP. Decent, yeah. decent MVP. Decent, decent. What's next? It's like, let's go. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, And if he stays healthy and now they're playing, I think last year he had a great year. He Bryce did. had a great year, and and he had some back issues too. So it, it was from carrying the fucking team, right? <laughs> you know I mean, that was his back issues. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna get into some some other some other news uh, besides Wentz. Uh, thank you, Carson. Thank you, Eleven, um, for just your your humanity and being a prime example of what it is to be a leader and a class act, and people can look yeah. up to you. And you know, you represented the city great in my eyes. Um, others might not agree, but thank you, Carson Wentz. And I'll definitely be cheering for you and we will definitely miss you here. Yeah, absolutely. A fantastic goodbye letter. Um, you know, and just good guy, easy to cheer for, you know, it's, it's not going to be one of those situations like, like with Scott Rowland, where you want to see him fail. I want to see Carson have more success. So here's to you, Carson. Yes. NBA fans. This is where the segment we want to talk to you about. So if I told you someone under the age of 24 was a rookie of the year, an all-rookie first team, an all-star in 2019, the Steel's leader in 2020, 2020 all-defensive first team, 2020 all-NBA third team, 2020 all-star, and 2021 all-star played for your city, would you want to fucking trade him? Because the answer's Ben Simmons. No, you don't trade Ben Simmons. And if those stats don't tell you you don't trade Ben Simmons, then you are not a smart-minded basketball fan because Ben Simmons is doing unthinkable stuff. If you look at Giannis, who is a back-to-back MVP right in this league, he didn't even fucking click till he was 25. That's 24 he's accomplished that. Yeah, At 24, Ben Simmons has accomplished that, just making the all-star team. Obviously, we know Joel, I think, is going to win MVP. AD's out in L.A. LeBron has been playing 38, 40 minutes. He looks sluggish. He looks 36, right? He looks human. The door is open. Philadelphia might have an MVP if Joel stays healthy. But we're overlooking what Ben Simmons brings. All defensive. All defensive, right? That alone, to me, matters more than 20 points a game. A hundred percent. I mean, Ben Simmons is that player on your defense who is looking on the court saying that's the go-to guy. I got him. Yep. Every single time. I mean, it doesn't matter who's on the floor. Now, granted, you're not going to match him up with like a Gobert or a Jokic for size purposes when you have Joel who can fight down in the paint. But one through four, Ben Simmons can lock down anyone in this league. We've seen him do it. I mean, Sometimes people are just going to get their points and, you know, more James, power. To James Harden's going to get points. Yeah. Right. But Simmons, after guarding him in the first quarter, Harden went off. Once Simmons locked him up, he only scored 12 for the rest of the game. Yeah. So 12 and three quarters for someone who averages 30 some a game because he was locked up. He was locked up. Yeah. Ben Simmons's game speaks to just like 
the basketball purist fans. Like mm-hmm. you want to see lockdown defense. You want to see that guy who creates the open looks for his teammates. And we've seen Ben, he can turn it on when he needs to. He dropped 42 points the other night, but he doesn't need to do that. And he knows that. And I think that's what's best in Ben and why he works so well with Joel. Cause you've seen yeah. Joel try to fight through double triple teams to get his. And that's fine. Cause he sometimes does last night against the Raptors was one of those nights where he just wasn't getting it, but yeah. he felt like he had to. Yeah. And Ben Simmons isn't going to do that. And I think that's what a lot of fans don't really get is that he doesn't care if he scores two points. If he's leading with 15 assists, 16 assists, generating 32, 38 points with his assists, then who cares if he has two himself? He's 40 points total. Now, I remember back a couple of years ago, Steve Nash won back-to-back MVPs. And guess what? He averaged 15 a game and 16 a game. Right. And yeah. it's, you're not valuable because of the points you score. You're valuable, valuable because the points that you stop and the points that you are a hand in. Right. So mm-hmm. passing the ball, playing defense and then actually scoring Ben Simmons. Right. I can see this guy winning an MVP. Not this year. This year is definitely Joel. Yeah. Um, but I can see this guy winning an MVP. I, I look in the past three weeks, how much more aggressive it's almost like something clicked that he's like, wait, I can get to the hole at ease. Yeah. It's like something went like turned here. And he's like, I can do this every night because it's like a different guy. Yeah. I remember the first whiz wit show we did together. We said he has this instinct where he gets there and he kicks. Mm-hmm. He's not kicking as much now. No, he's you know? not. And, and maybe he's- because Danny Green can hit the broad side of a bar. Yeah. But he's, he's not kicking, right? Yeah. And he's shooting 72% from the line now, too, which if you watched Ben Simmons, he's gone from like 56% to 62 to 68. Now he's in the 70s. Once he starts attacking more, gets more confident from the free throw line, that's a dangerous Ben Simmons. We're not even there yet, which is why it bothers me so much when people say they want to trade him, say that he hasn't grown since his rookie year. You are not watching the game if that is your opinion. Two of the best point guards of all time, in my opinion, Gary Payton and Jason Kidd, and neither of them are known for their scoring. They're known for their defense, and they're facilitating. And that's what Ben's doing. But if he develops that scoring, then it's it's frightening. It's, how it's, 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 Le- it's LeBron James level. Yeah. It's LeBron James level. And that, I mean, no, it's, it's Giannis level. It's Giannis yeah. and LeBron. It's these... These guys that are huge, and especially if he keeps filling out his body, he's gotten bigger every year. Yep. He's jacked right now. Rip. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's putting in work in the gym. And, like, we know Ben Simmons can shoot. The The knock is always he can't shoot. He can. He doesn't. But why <laughs> Why would he if he's still a 16, 10, and 8 guy without taking long twos and three-pointers? We don't need Ben to shoot if – no. We have shooters. Um, which brings me to my next thing. Uh, actually, I want to get into to Tobias getting snubbed. Yeah. Do I think Tobias Harris should have been an all-star? As a Philly fan, of course I do. But you look at the roster, and it's like, where does he fit? Mm-hmm. Like, especially in the West, with Booker getting left off, I was like, what? Yeah. Now he's on because AD's out, but it's like, who do you take off the East team? Right. I mean, they all have a case. 
Yeah. Tobias Harris, you already have two Sixers going. Yep. And it, it that's that's the unfortunate thing is it it's tough when there's 12 spots total. And you have two already. And you have two already, and there's 15 teams in the East because there are there's plenty of teams that don't have a single all-star. So to bang the table, to to have three as a Sixers fan, as much as I wanted to see it, and as much as I think Tobias. You got to think there's three deserved. in Brooklyn. There's three. There's five between Brooklyn and Philly. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not getting now you have seven all- players left for the East. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but Trey Young didn't make it. Trey Young's an all-star before Tobias. Yeah. And I love Tobias, and I'm so glad he's having the year that he's yeah. having because now I think the Sixers are deadly which now they're in a prime position to make a move to make a run. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to talk about. The okay. hot name is Kyle Lowry coming home. Finally from mm-hmm. Villanova grew up in the area coming home. I, that is the guy we need. Yes. He's 34 years old, but he can hit an open three. He can facilitate and he will run the offense when Ben's not in so our biggest thing is when ben's hurt or ben's not in our offense looks lost lowry is the guy that can come in command attention and facilitate or shoot Mm -hmm. and i think that's what we're looking for now the problem is you're going to have to give up someone in the trade yeah i'm not giving up thibel no and i love tyrese maxi i love him but you're going to have to give up either him, Maxi, or or him, Thibor Milton to get this done. Yeah. I'm okay with Shake Milton going. Second, I would hate it, but Maxi, I'd be okay. Yeah. Thibor, I think when him and Simmons are on the court together, it's, it's, it's so fun to watch. Because then once they get by him, Joel's throwing their shit anyway. Yeah. So it's like, when you have it's magic, right? It's it's reminds me of the Pistons team, that gritty Chauncey Billups, Tayshawn Prince, Rip Hamilton. They just locked down Ben yeah. Wallace, locked down. And it, that's what I think of when I think about the 76ers with Thibault and Simmons. Now, Thibault can't shoot, right? His, right? his shooting went down somehow, like, dude, he's gotten worse. Rookie year, I remember him hitting, yeah. I think um, he was at like 36 rookie year, he's down to like 32. So there's, there's two names that I want, Lowry being one and Nerlens Noel being the other. Okay. Well, I don't know about you, but there's my two top because I think Noel will be available because I don't mm. think he's doing anything much. Nah. But I think he's a defensive presence that, again, gives Joel a break. He's not going to score. Right. But you, you put Thibault Simmons and Noel, you know, it's like you're still going to have a problem score. Yeah. So for me, because I don't know what they do with Dwight, if we get Nerlens, uh, I'm not opposed to Dwight not playing as much. But again, you know, I, I don't know that they go that route. Can't um, you put Nerlens at a like a four position now? I feel like they tried that when we had yeah. Big Jaw, and it was just yeah. But Big Jaw was big, <laughs> Big Jaw. I have an Oka four jersey. I, I like them like. My man was so slow in the lane, bro. I don't know. I don't know if we could judge Nerlens and Bede's quick too. So now you got two quick guys. I don't. I think Nerlens would work better with Joe. It would be fine. I'd be fine with that. Um, If I'm if I'm saying my dream acquisition, I don't think there's any way that they get him. It would be Zach Levine. Oh yeah. Uh, But oh yeah. Oh my god. 
I would fucking go order his jersey fucking that I mean, time. But that, I mean, to get Zach Levine, I think we're saying goodbye to Shake. You're getting shit. You're you're getting get rid of Shake Maxi picks. Yeah, but, but guess what, Maxi, I love you, but you haven't proven anything. Right. I. I mean, and and the picks. If if Bye. these Bye. if this you, team is as good as we think it is, these those you, picks don't matter. You got lucky at twenty one this year. You got lucky that Maxi dropped because. Your draft wouldn't have been that that good if you didn't have him drop. Right. Right. He was like, Oh, he's supposed to go 12. Oh, he's supposed to go 15. Oh, he's supposed to go 19. And then he's sitting there. So it's like, oh, oh thank you. Floored when we got yeah. him. So it's like a thank you. If you get Zach Levine, you are you are 28th or 29th in the league. Oh, yeah. That's the pick you're getting. That's yeah. the pick in the draft. You are like conference finals locked. I'm giving you two first rounders. And your pick of one of Maxi, Tybal, and Milton. I'll, I'll give you Maxi, Milton, and two first rounders. And and we probably have to throw in Danny Green for the money. Money, which is fine. I mean, Bye, Danny. Bye. Danny Green probably has to be thrown into a Kyle Lowry deal for the money too. So I think Danny Green is just kind of that filler. Can you imagine though if the Sixers are just like, all right, we're going all in. Let's just go. Okay, Danny Green, you're going to get traded. <laughs> we're going to give up. Danny Green and Shake give us Kyle. And then they turn around and they go, okay, Maxi, two first round picks, someone else. We're taking Levine. And it's just like, well, they're all in now. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And then your bench is still what? Like Corkmaz, Dwight. And it'll be Lowry off yeah. the bench. Lowry off the bench. You can probably get Bielico from the Kings for, you know, a, a song and a late second round pick. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, they could make a serious run. We know Daryl Morey likes to do that. Um, they and, have the assets where they could get Ad- a Levine and yeah. a Kyle Lowry. They do. Yeah. And they could still use their trade exception on Bielica. Yeah. With, you know, a, a second rounder. He's not being used. So it, it'll be interesting, but I'm right there with you. I would love to see Kyle Lowry come home. People if- want JJ Reddick to come back. I don't know if they've, um, I listen. JJ doesn't play defense, and that's mm-hmm. that's the thing I love about this Sixers basketball team. Yeah, and JJ looks slow, man. He does. It's I, I love JJ. I love to the podcast, bud, because yeah, it's over. Tyler yeah. Hero is the new white shooter. <laughs> right. Yeah, and he's not even doing that well this year. No, man. <laughs> I I had really high expectations for him. Yeah, I mean the Heat are just kind of an anomaly. Yeah, I I think it's it's. He, I think if he went somewhere else, he'd be better. I just don't think they run the offense. Yeah. I mean, that's Jimmy's team. And well, and, well, they have him and Duncan Robinson. So you have two just white yeah. guys that stand at the three-point line. Right. That never, that's not going to work. Right. And and Jimmy's too much of a fighter. to. He's going to drive the lane and get to the line. He's not kicking out as much. Imagine so. like a Tyler Hero with a Ben Simmons. Yeah. Imagine a Zach Levine with a Ben Simmons. That would be fun. Ben just dis- dishing it. Oh, here you go, Zach. Here you yeah. go, Zach. It's like, just, I mean, if Daryl Morey makes Zach Levine happen, then I'll I'll start the uh, the GoFundMe for the statue already. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, we'll have to get that ready. I mean, I would love to see one of him and and Hinky like oh, sitting God. next to each other. <laughs> just put that outside the Wells Fargo Center. Who's the next statue in Philadelphia? I mean, I, I feel like it has to come with the championship. And so it's, I think our best bet's probably 
the Sixers with Joel? Right now, I say the leading candidate would be uh, Giroux. Okay. Just because he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. If the Phillies win a World Series, it's Bryce. Yep. Because it's Bryce Harper. Yeah, that's right? Bryce's team. It's Bryce because he's he is a top ten player in the league, but he's the fa- he's one of the faces of baseball. Fernando Tatis is now the face of baseball. Mike yeah. Trout doesn't want to be the face of baseball, but Bryce Harper's been the face, right? Yeah. So that guy is a star. Like, do they have an Iverson statue? They do not. How do you not have an Iverson statue? Do you have a Dawkins statue? No. So it has to come with a championship. Yeah, I feel like it has to. I mean, there's a Schmidt one. There's a I mean, one. Yeah, I feel like there's like a Bernie Perrant one, right? Yeah, there is. And the, I, I want to say there's like a, a Dr. J or a Moses. There, there, there's a Julius Serving one. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're a, my family's a long line of Dr. J fans. So yeah. <laughs> my, my dad, like, you know, I have this collection of Tomlinson. My mm-hmm. dad has like eight cases filled of Julius Irving, like cards with diamonds in them and, and crazy <laughs> shit. So we're we're Dr. J people around here. Um, we love we love the doc and we love Doc Halliday too. Rest in peace. So yeah. Um, I don't know who the I, I mean, if the Phillies won a World Series and then Doc passed, I think Doc would have had oh yeah a statue. Um, yeah. I could see Chase Utley. I could yeah. see Chase Chase or B Doc of the players that retired. I think so. Chase B. Doc Iverson. Yeah. Right there. I think the leaders of people playing right now, Bryce Drew, Joel. Yeah. Right. You would agree with that. I would. I, the only one that I might see otherwise for the Phillies, because the most memorable World Series moment has to be Lidge on his knees. On his knees. Yeah. So that would be my only other guess. Would I, mean, I add that? Hold on. I, I love that we have a Harry Callis statue. I mean, that. That is probably my favorite one, but I know we have Smith and don't we have Carlton too? Might I can only remember really the Michael Jack one. We but. have a Carlton, we have the a Smith, we have a Foles. Do who's like I don't want to see? I want to look at six or statues. Maybe there is an Iverson. I mean, there should be an Iverson. There right? should be. I don't know that there is one, but there definitely should be. I mean, Iverson is the face of basketball in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, after Dr. J, it was Iverson, right? It's like, I don't know, man. That that That's a good one, though. Yeah, that's a good poll question. We'll, we'll throw that up on the, on the Twitter. All right. Yeah. Well, let's 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 compose that. But I can't believe an hour went by already. Jesus. Christ. I know. Yeah. Um, another fun impromptu episode uh, this time of Wiz with Pop. We will be back next Wednesday with regular programming. We're going to talk a little bit about the Flyers. They had a rough one the other day. What a scene. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, man, that was bad. But um, anyway, you could follow me at Game of Ant. Where can I follow you at, Matt? You can follow me on Twitter. It's at 3CT, the letter A, Philly as in Philadelphia, the number eight, so 3CT affiliate. And you can hear me on Thursdays talking wrestling with my friends Jim, Ryan, Tim, and Mark on Three Count Thursday. We go live at eight on Facebook, so just give us a follow there. You'll always catch us. Awesome. Well, Matt, thank you so much again for a great week of conversation. I forgot to plug my computer in, so I'm on like a time limit where I had like 4% left. But thank you guys for tuning into the Wiz Pod audio version will be available later tonight. And 
Let's hope. Let's hope and pray. Howie knows what he's doing. Have a great week, and we will see you next week with another WizWit.